To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations for from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. From startup incubators to Silicon Valley icons, why tech keeps shedding so many jobs. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. On the show today, Middle Eastern sovereign wealth funds parked a whole lot of money in Silicon Valley. Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, for one, spent more than $31 billion on 49 deals, up 33% for the year. Why does Silicon Valley find money from the Middle East so hard to quit? Plus, Netflix changes up its business model again. We look at why the streaming giant sees even more ads in its future. But first, job cuts continue across the tech landscape. Even TikTok, with its $225 billion valuation and 150 million active users in the U.S. alone, is letting people go. For this installment of Marketplace Tech Bytes Week in Review, I was joined by Natasha Mascarenas, reporter at The Information. You know, an investor said to me the other day, they were like, you know, I think companies should have like a round of like three to 4% layoffs every single year. This is the new way of doing business. And I do feel like it shows that we still are cleaning up our overhiring or at least trying to look a little bit more disciplined entering a weird year so far. Definitely. And I was naive enough to think that maybe the last round of layoffs across the, yeah. the sector, we're going to be over at the end of uh, 2023. And um, turns out I was totally wrong about that. Just this week, we are seeing Microsoft laying off 1,900 employees at Activision Blizzard and uh, at Xbox. Amazon just two weeks ago uh, laid off somewhere on the order of 500 people at Twitch, uh, the video game streaming service. Aurora, the self-driving, you know, trucks company. It's it's everywhere. IBM. Um, and you just this week broke uh, the story of Techstars. This is the incubator for very young startups based in Boulder, Colorado. They are now uh, announcing layoffs as well. Um, what has struck you about the kinds of jobs we're seeing get cut there? Yeah, people thought that was, was enough. And I think VCs came to their companies and said, have you 
dug deep enough. And I think founders are looking up, they're seeing the financial forecast for this year and they're realizing maybe it wasn't. And so they're going towards some of the sectors that are don't have to do as directly with revenue, or at least they can make a case that that doesn't have to do directly with revenue and, and starting there or at least cutting deeper there. With Techstars, for example, you know, it's a good example of how they're doing layoffs, but in a way that's not directly impacting what their day-to-day business is like, which is they want to still invest in more startups in 2024 than ever before. And so the layoffs actually were around their support and operations team, which to me shows like we're seeing some of like the nice to have jobs get targeted right now. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure AI is not helping either. That's right. Um, I've been very eager to talk with you this week about a story from Bloomberg uh, by reporter Julia Love there. Google's moonshot factory X also laying off dozens of people. And not only that, it's also ramping up discussions with venture capitalists and outside investors, according to Julia's reporting. This, to me, seems like a huge change at a place that was all about taking huge chances. Totally. I mean, it shows you that a company like Google can be susceptible to pressure right now. X has always been this interesting, you know, experiment by them because it was pursuing wild projects like self-driving cars, balloons, a a bunch of things. But I think even when you're coined an experimental lab, you need to show that you can back and support real and profitable businesses, which again, sign of the time, you know, it's never lied about who it was. And even then it's being impacted. Yeah. This was the brainchild of Larry and Sergey. And according to Julia, the old way just wasn't yielding enough durable businesses, at least not so far. Um, Well, for our next story, we're going to stick with uh, the theme of funding, uh, which um, you've been looking at in the Middle East specifically. What is drawing Silicon Valley to money from uh, that part of the world? You've been writing about the procession of tech bros going from Silicon Valley to especially Saudi Arabia to raise money. What's the story there? You know, it's it's in some ways, it's a story that we've seen play out and, and really change um, over the past two years. There was a point in which Silicon Valley would never advertise its relationship with Saudi Arabia. And then it suddenly changed um, for, for reasons that we're still you know, putting together now, I mean, what I understand and from talking to a bunch of sources, it is the capital in the region that is so alluring. And if we think about the U.S. VC landscape right now or the U.S., um, you know, experimental bets not paying off or not being funded as much anymore, if you're looking for a big check, the sovereign wealth funds that are connected um, to a bunch of countries in the region um, are a place to go. Um, of mm-hmm. course, like Saudi Arabia is one of them, but Every sovereign wealth fund is different. And I do think that's something that, you know, I, yeah, I think about a lot, which is like, it is different to take money from Dubai versus Abu Dhabi versus Saudi Arabia versus Qatar. Yeah. And and as you describe, you know, the, the grim landscape here at home on the other side uh, of the ocean in the Middle East, you're seeing, um, you know, oil prices have been very high really since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um, and so they have petrodollars to spend. And of course, Saudi Arabia specifically has done everything it can uh, by way of its de facto leadership of OPEC to keep those oil prices high. Um, what I found so interesting about your piece in the information on this topic was you write about 2018 when Crown Prince uh, of Saudi Arabia, MBS, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, ordered the murder of dissident Jamal Khashoggi and how that moment changed the appetite from American tech investors when it came to taking Saudi money. That was intriguing to me because 
at the time anyway, I did not get the impression that the appetite had changed all that much. Yeah, I mean, it it almost is as, as, as if the appetite didn't change, but the optics and how vocal mm. you are about going to Saudi began to change. And so we'd still see, you know, some of the biggest companies raise money from the region, whether it's WeWork. I mean, in, in, in Elon Musk's latest Twitter bid, we saw Qatar participate. I mean, there's been big companies take money from the region, but I think they were more careful about it probably for a variety of reasons, um, including, including the murder of the journalist. Um, yeah. you know, what, what I think changed, you know, the information, I think it was probably last year, there was a venture firm, uh, Sanibel that ended up disclosing around like 40 of its VC investments and some of the highest profile VC firms, um, including Andreessen Horowitz, including Founders Fund, um, a lot of the first checks into some huge companies. And, um, I think to me, that was like this crystallizing moment that like, Maybe the appetite didn't change, but definitely the way that we advertise has changed and it now is okay, or at least is, you know, getting more comfortable. Um, and listen, for what it's worth, like it is formal, it has formalized its investments. I think that part of the VC interest of these sovereign wealth funds is wanting to diversify assets beyond, beyond oil money. We'll be right back with more of our Week in Review, Marketplace Tech Bites with reporter Natasha Mascarenas of The Information. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with reporter Natasha Mascarenas. For our third and final topic of the morning, we're going to look at some lighter fare, Netflix and what a fourth quarter they had. Uh, they got a big boost in signups, 13 million new subscribers, blasting past expectations on Wall Street. And a lot of this was fueled by uh, the film The Killer, and of course, the latest season of The Crown. I'm not going to make you talk about how bad The Crown has gotten <laughs> unless you want to, in which case I'm here for it. Why does it feel like I'm watching Dawson's Creek? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but the bigger story perhaps is that they also plan to drive more customers to their ad-supported plan by retiring the no ads basic tier. They're going to start doing this in Canada and in the UK. What seems to be the strategy there, do you think? You know, it's again, I think it's proof of like the business environment that we're in. Even if you hit your numbers, um, what are ways that you can start fine tuning and what can you not give away for free? I mean, I think consumers also, you know, are now in a world where a bunch of these streaming services are up for grabs. You have a credit card. You can pick as many as you can afford. Um, does Netflix need to be giving away, um, a no ad basic tier? I mean, it's, I guess it's real as it doesn't, especially with increasing competition and, you know, it's original content, which is what made me a subscriber. Um, isn't going anywhere. And so I think it's able to defend that as well, too, with what the play is mm -hmm. earning, but with also kind of what's ahead. Yeah, it sounds like people uh, just might be willing to, you know, sit through a couple ads if they save a couple of dollars. I have to ask, do you have a Netflix subscription yourself? It, I do. And it is proudly my only subscription on, of the streaming services that I pay for. I have somehow oh. cobbled together a suite of um, other subscriptions. <laughs> Don't tell them. Um, but Netflix, Your secret you know, is safe here on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix Netflix has, has, has made its way. I think um, Apple TV, when shrinking season two comes back, will will also get my money. That was The Information's Natasha Mascarenas. You can find the full video of this episode of Marketplace Tech Bytes Week in Review on our YouTube channel, Marketplace APM. And subscribe, if you haven't already, to watch us every Friday.
Jesus Alvarado produced this episode. Rosie Hughes and Daniel Shin also produce our show. Lydia Ayano is our intern. Gary O'Keefe is our engineer. Daisy Palacios is our senior producer. Kelly Silvera is our executive producer. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine... I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.